0: In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Welcome to the Donut Racing Show, everybody, where we bring a cut your own hair at home mindset to the celebrity stylist podium of Formula One Racing I will say, though, once you pay for an expensive barber, it's hard to go back. My name is Don Sykes. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, my favorite auto journalists, authors of Racing with Rich Energy. Make sure you buy that book. It's Elizabeth Blackstock and Alanis King.
2: Hi. Hello, everyone. How's it going?
1: It's going great.
3: I've been putting off a haircut for a year now. You literally (laughs) texted me about this this morning. Um, I did. I want to talk more in depth about haircuts, but Elizabeth, first... What are we doing today on the podcast?
2: <clears throat> today, we are talking about one of those odd shared customs of most sports leagues around the world, athlete numbers. In our case, how F1 drivers choose what number they want to
3: be represented by.
2: Oh, hey, that's so exciting. That's
1: pretty
3: fun. Um, back to the haircuts, though. I do <laughs> cut my hair at home. Must be Nice. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's a little debatable. Like, sometimes you cut it and you're like, oh, that looks horrible. So you have to cut, like, another inch and then you have to cut another inch and then you have to cut another inch. And eventually on one of those inches. An inch? Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, like, Nolan, I'm putting the scissors behind my head and just chopping. Like, it's not that easy.
0: Oh, my God.
3: Dang. Um,
1: <laughs> no, I, Alanis. I'm speechless. You you have a YouTube channel now. You're on Doug Demiro's channel. I need you to start seeing a real hairstylist instead of taking guesses behind your own. It's for your own good. It's for your own good. An expensive haircut is an investment in 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 the performance of your video. Look, I'm not one to talk because the thumbnail <laughs> pictures that Donut chooses for me sometimes are truly horrific. I don't know why they choose the ones they do. I need to go back in the green screen studio to take some more. But like truly though, you gotta look presentable. And you do, Alanis. You do look. Presentable. I think
3: I, I would you know that I cut my hair at home? Be honest.
1: Actually, no. no. So you actually do. Thank a you. Big, <laughs> good job.
3: Thank you. And if you would have said yes, I would have been like, thank you. I appreciate that. That's an honor. But you said no. no. that is
1: a good point. That is a good point. Also, I, I, I have a feeling that like salons in Texas probably have a way different vibe. Yes. Than out here in L.A.,
2: Mm-hmm. See, I have a, I have one stylist that I like, and she's in Austin, which is a 90-minute drive, which is why I keep postponing yeah, and putting off my adventure. Also because I'm at the point now where I need, like, everything done all at once. It's going to cost so much
3: money. Yeah. Oh, girl, I was in Austin, like, just recently, and I was actually doing a shoot for Doug DeMiro and Cars and Bids, um, his auction platform. And I had an indoor space for the first time ever. I have been shooting these cars For six hours a day out in the sun when it's 105 in Texas. And I had an indoor space. And it wasn't air-conditioned, but the room next to it was air-conditioned. And I got to open the door and let a little (laughs) bit of air flow through. So, it was like high 80s, low 90s in there instead of 105. It was like the Ritz-Carlton. It was amazing. (laughs) Driving.
1: Am I soft? Am I soft? I'm hearing you tell these stories. And I'm like, (laughs) man, like Alanis she's texting she's built different i'm just I, like <laughs> i feel like i'm losing my touch a little bit mike i feel my hands getting softer i haven't <laughs> done manual labor in a long time i'm like i, I do podcasts yeah nolan. part of my job that's tough um
3: nolan i what was me i stuffed myself in the back of a Mini JCW hardtop, the two door with the tiny little the tiny little back area that had the
1: oh oh the John Cooper Cooper
3: Works yeah 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 Um, that had the little cargo cover on top of it the hard cargo cover so when the rear hatch goes down so does the cargo cover there's like room for one checked bag back there (laughs) and because that checked bag and because all of the YouTube commenters on the Cars and Bids channel. They're just all worked up about I have to get in the trunk of every vehicle That he I set a That I drive And now even when the trunks are really small I have to get in there And I like folded myself in half And brought the trunk down Because I was filming by myself It, it <laughs>
1: Start stretching
3: uh, Nolan I am not flexible It was it was rough But yes I am built different It's hot it's difficult <laughs> That's how it is <laughs> Before we talk about how F1 drivers choose their specific racing numbers, we should talk about how numbers work. I've been doing a lot of research on this I'm lately. Terrible at math. No, no, we don't have to do any math.
1: Okay. Not okay. today, not today. Good.
3: But different racing series have different setups. So I actually got assigned this story from ESPN where ESPN was like, "Hey, find out about car numbers in NASCAR." Because in some racing divisions like NASCAR, teams possess the numbers and the drivers drive the numbers that the team Mm -hmm. has. And when they switch teams, they switch numbers. It's really sentimental. It's really emotional. They get attached to a number and then they have to change numbers and like start this new brand for themselves. Of course.
1: I mean, it becomes part of your identity, especially for like drivers who have had the same number for a long time take denny hamlin in that 11 yes. you mm-hmm. know See, if you ever switch numbers outside
3: of a 48 and it's just
2: wrong yeah.
1: jeff gordon 24 i mean we could say numbers all day but you know it becomes <laughs> part of the identity
3: exactly and so for this story one of the people i talked to was kyle bush who went from the 18 to the 8 for this year and he told me the first time he showed up to the racetrack i said did it feel like you were the 8 when you showed up and he was like Not at all. Like I went and I saw the entry list and I saw my name in a different spot and it had an eight next to it. And I was so confused. Like, and so this is a thing, different racing series and different sporting divisions have different ways. They assign numbers to athletes in Formula One. The rules are designed to where drivers keep their numbers for the duration of their career. This is a little bit of a gray area. It's not for sure that you'll keep it your entire career. We'll talk about that later but this has only been the case since 2014. Before that, drivers' numbers were assigned based on the constructor standings in the previous year's championship. This can be a little bit hard to conceptualize, I think, unless you have an example. Yes. So
2: in 2012, the 2012 numbers were assigned based on the 2011 performance. In 2011, Red Bull led the constructor standings over McLaren, Mercedes, Ferrari, and then Mercedes. This meant Red Bull's two drivers in 2012, Sebastian Vettel and Mark Webber, were cars number one and two. Lewis Hamilton and Jensen Button, who drove for McLaren Mercedes, were numbers three and four. Ferrari drivers Fernando Alonso and Felipe Masso were numbers five and six. And Mercedes drivers Michael Schumacher and Nico Rosberg were numbers seven and eight.
1: Hmm. But in 2014, that all changed because the Fire Nation attacked. No. Yes. Uh, (laughs) F1... (laughs) F1 said it would let drivers pick the numbers and those numbers would stick with them for their entire careers. And careers has a pretty loose definition here. See, when Logan Sargent entered F1 for the 2023 season, he wanted the number three. Daniel Ricciardo, though, is famously the number three guy. And he wasn't originally racing this year, though. Then he was when he replaced Nick DeVries. But now he isn't because he broke his wrist. It's all very confusing. It's a lot. It's a lot.
2: So in late 2022, Indy Motorsports website RaceFans wrote that despite Logan wanting the three, according to the F1 rules, Daniel's number isn't up for grabs until he's gone for two consecutive seasons without entering a round of the championship. So since Daniel entered around this season, his clock is now reset for another two seasons. So Logan just picked the number two instead.
1: Because he's the shit, dude.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Dylan, I'm sorry. That's- that was incredible! <laughs> it's
1: right there. It's right there.
3: Oh wow! I didn't see it coming. And Max is number one because he takes the piss out of him. All right, oh. let's be Look at us. Ad libbing.
1: Classic. <laughs>
3: Let's go back to when drivers first got to pick their own numbers in 2014. Obviously, not all of these drivers are still racing. But the F1 editorial team said at the time, the whole your number is where your team finished last year setup had been in place for 18 years. And they actually did a rundown of why each driver that year picked certain numbers. Let's start with our number one guy, Sebastian Vettel. He won the 2013 F1 Championship, so he was allowed to claim the number one. That's standard in F1. If you win the driver's title, you can be the number one the next year, like Max Verstappen has done for a couple of years now. Should Sebastian not win the title again in 2014, which he did not, he picked number five as his career number. That was because he ran it in carts and when he won his first F1 championship in 2010. Mm. I think yeah. he also said, like, he wanted five because it was.
2: Going to be his fifth
3: championship. Whenever he would have won oh, this,
2: and then it didn't happen.
3: So yeah, if you think that's a really short time period, Sebastian's first championship was in 2010. He became the youngest ever F1 championship. Then in 2011, he won his second championship. He became the youngest ever two-time champion. Then he won his third youngest ever three-time champion. Then his fourth youngest ever quadruple world champion. And then the regulations changed for 2014, and he was done, and he never won a world championship again. R.I.P. Pour one out. So our next driver, Daniel Ricardo,
2: he picked the number three for two reasons, one of which you're going to hear probably a lot, which is that it was his number in karting. But also, Daniel is a big NASCAR fan, so he wanted to honor the late Dale Earnhardt Sr. and picked the old number three, which I, I respect it.
3: The I respect Intimidator. It.
1: There are a few more examples from 2014. Uh, Lewis Hamilton and Fernando Alonso picked 44 and 14 because those were their carding numbers. Pretty safe
2: pick. Yep. Nico Rosberg
3: actually picked six because it was his dad and wife's lucky number. And friend of the pod Jensen Button picked 22 because it was on his car when he won the 2009 championship. There you go. Also worth noting, Yuki Tsunoda was able to
2: pick 22 for his car now because of Jensen Button being out for two seasons consecutively. Fun little fact. Kevin Magnuson picked 20 because that was on his car when he won the 2013 Formula Renault 3.5 title.
1: And Nico Hulkenberg picked 27 because I quote, it's a cool number.
3: Hey,
2: it's a
1: cool number. 27. You know what? It is a cool number. 27 club, dude.
3: Paul Menard <laughs> ran that number, and you Janice should have Joplin. seen me. Yes. Jimi Hendrix. Kirk Cobain. Paul Menard. Not Jesus. Paul Menard. I'm waiting for you to say it, Nolan. Paul
1: Menard. Paul
3: Menard. That's Paul Menard's our guy. not dead, though. I mean, does Amy he Winehouse. have to be dead?
1: I, the tw- I was saying the 27, 27 Club. is a
3: historically musicians and oh, dead at 27. I, I, didn't, I didn't actually listen to the names he was saying. <laughs> I was just waiting for him to say Paul Menard. I was
1: like is Paul Menard? did he die? No, Kurt Cobain of course. Anyway, 27 Jordan. cool number. You know oh, what Nico's cooler than we think, I think. He thinks he's really cool, but I'm going to give him that one.
3: This is the guy who famously said it's on his bucket list to go to the Bahamas, Nolan. I know. Nolan's cool. Him for it. Okay. Sergio Perez picked 11 and he said, and I'm going to quote, I always had 11 in carding and actually even my email address has an 11 in it. What do we think his email address is?
1: Oh, it's got to be like Checo 11 or something like that at Yahoo." or like at at Hot uh, mail. hotmail. Yeah, he made it it has 11 in it because he was probably 11 when he made his email address. Definitely. Like, I'm 11. My carding number is 11. This is perfect. Checo11
2: Speedy Race Guy 11.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Racer Checo at 11. I have a very my first email was very similar What to was that. it? I'm not going to tell you cuz no, I still No, come use on it. Nolan. I'll... No, I'm not going to give out my email oh, that I still, still use. Oh, you still use it? Wait. Yeah.
3: Oh, no, and it's, like, embarrassing? Yeah. Oh, Nolan, Oh
2: no. Well, I use it.
1: I've transferred. Okay, I have, like, a more professional email. <laughs> I have work email, of course.
2: I still mind. mine. It was my childhood nickname. Bleep this out. <laughs> my childhood nickname was... Okay, was that's,
1: okay, that's way...
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why are we bleeping this out anyway? No, because we don't email want people sending us weird it. shit. It's where I put all my spam stuff. and Oh, God. No. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'll tell you mine now. Mine is... Yeah, because I was doing junior drag racing when I was a kid.
3: OK, I'm them. not I'm not afraid. I'm not a wimp. I am. <laughs> uh, I will tell you my email address, my, not my first one. My first one was actually like a, a fine email address because my parents told me I needed to have like a a normal person email address. But when I was left to my own devices, when I got my laptop in middle school, I did Alanis rocks your socks at Mac dot com.
2: That's cute.
3: Uh-huh. 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 I don't use that. I don't think I ever logged into that, but it was on my computer in middle it. school. I think we're giving Checo too much credit by thinking his email is like Checo 11. It has to be way more embarrassing that, than that, like Elizabeth's or Nolan's or mine. Like, it's not just going to be Checo 11. It has to be embarrassing. It has to. Anyway, Kimi Raikkonen picked the number seven because it was the number he had the year before. This is like the that's ultimate so, yeah, definition of don't care. He <sighs> was like, Yeah, when the numbers were decided by the championship rankings, I was number seven. He said, I see no reason to change it.
1: That is this funny, is man.
3: Ultimate don't care. Like,
1: that is hilarious. That's so Kimmy. It's
3: so
2: funny. It's so that's Kimmy. So good.
1: Valtteri Botas picked 77 after tweeting a hashtag of his name with the two sevens in place of the two Ts. That's not. Very exciting.
3: Not at all. I
2: believe, if I recall correctly, he wanted number seven, but because and Kimi, had, Kimi it. had selected seven. When they when they chose their numbers at this point, they chose based on championship order. So the one who won the championship got to select first, and then you went down the list. So Valtteri got to pick his number well after Kimi, which is why we got 77. Also, Jules Bianchi, who is racing for Marusha. Wanted seven, but couldn't do it, then wanted 77 and was told actually Valtteri has
3: 77. So he picked 17. This is so sad, honestly. Yeah. And we're also going to run into another very popular driver also wanting seven. I think it's so poetic that Kimmy was like, I don't care, leave seven. And then so many other people wanted seven.
2: It's really it's funny. Cool um And
3: 17 actually is the only number
2: you can no longer select that is taken Mm -hmm. off the table because Jol Bianchi passed away. Pastor Maldonado, my favorite son, my boy, terrible race car driver, picked number 13. (laughs) Good luck number historically. And the F1 editorial team at the time wondered if it would be bad luck. Uh, I would go out on a limb and say
3: probably yeah.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I love Pastor. That crashed and burned. But you know what?
0: In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Temple University is
2: ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit.
3: So let's fast forward from 2014 to now. We have a few new drivers on the grid. People like Kimmy are gone. And a few of those new drivers wanted numbers that existing drivers already had. So they had to make slight tweaks. Max Verstappen was one of those drivers. He wanted the three, but Daniel Ricciardo already had it. So he went with 33 to, and I quote, Double the luck. He runs <laughs> 33 when he's not running the one as the reigning champion, but I think he's going to be running the one for another season.
1: Yeah, I think so. Carlos Sainz similarly wanted the five car, but Sebastian Vettel had it at the time, so he went with 55, also doubling the luck.
2: Yuki Tsunoda wanted Sergio Perez as number 11, so guess what? He, he doubled,
1: doubled
3: it. it. Got 28. 11-11? 11-11, make I a wish. wish. <laughs> I wish for more points for Alpha dowry
1: Pierre Gasly picked ten because he had luck with it in the past and because he was a big fan of soccer player. I know I'm gonna butcher this name. Zinadine Zidane, who also used the number. You know what? Choosing an athlete's number who you admire, that's also a good good policy there. That's good. It's a good strike.
3: Pretty sick name.
1: Zidane. George,
2: the double Z is honestly pretty sweet. Uh George tight. Russell. Picked 63 because it's his family's number. What does that mean? I don't know how family.
3: His 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 brother ran it and his dad liked it and stuff like that. So he was just like, it's our family's number. Like my husband's family has a number. The number is 23 because like everything always happens on 23s and their house is 23 Hmm. miles from town. And every time something has 23 in it, they get stoked. So I get it.
1: They must really love Dr. Pepper.
3: Oh yeah, twenty three flavors. Like oh yeah, they actually they actually do. Um, I,
1: I know.
2: <laughs> as a good
3: Texan family should. Esteban Ocon picked thirty one because the number was on his car during his most successful karting season. Thirty one is such an interesting racing number.
1: Yeah, huh. it's kind of like a. Eh, it's, it's, it's a like, number. Oh,
3: it's a it's thirty one. Hmm, interesting.
1: I, I actually really like how a lot of these guys use their karting numbers. You know, just stuck it's with cute. them. It's very sentimental. I love that. Our famously unlucky boy Charles Leclerc wanted number seven, but Kimi Raikkonen, who famously didn't care, already had it. He also wanted 10, but Pierre Gasly had that. So he took the one and the six, which equaled seven, and decided to run the 16 car. That is a roundabout way of choosing your number. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I didn't even know that. That's really funny. It, like, signals the luck of his whole entire F1 <laughs> <Yeah. one> career.
3: <laughs> Poor guy.
1: Hey, Maybe you he should what?
3: switch now.
1: He's making his own luck.
3: I- is he making his own luck, though, Nolan? Is that working?
1: I mean, <laughs> Ferrari's Die. not going to make it for him, that's for sure. So true.
3: Luck doesn't always have to be good. Luck can be questionable.
2: True. Uh, Lando Norris wanted two numbers that were already in use, so he picked four because it would make the best logo for him. This man is on it. He's always thinking about the branding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks awesome. Oh, that's the other thing. The George Russell one is like the 63 GR is like kind of forced. A little bit. It's a little forced, yeah. Lando's is, like, the sickest for sure. Okay,
3: but also, I looked up Lando's logo because I've seen it before, and, like, you would think that the four goes in his name, like, Lando with a four in place of the A, which does, like, happen in hashtags and stuff, but his actual logo is an L and an N, and the way they're, like, intertwined with each other. And the negative
1: space makes the four.
3: makes the four, but it takes it's you sick. a while to see it it's no, kind of like where's sick. waldo you're like where's the four and then you finally find the four and you're like oh, okay i get it, it
1: must be the way that brains are wired it's <laughs> almost like when you're looking at certain wheel designs and you're like your eye is naturally drawn to the negative space instead of what the spoke looks like and then yep. you think about it for a second you're like wait those spokes look insane that looks mm-hmm. ugly uh it's kind of it's the opposite like alanis your eyes are naturally drawn to the l and the n
3: Yes, I can see
1: how that would happen. But I see the four right away in the hmm. middle of like a geometric shape, which interesting. makes the L in the N. So interesting stuff. Cool branding from Lando Norris. Um, it's like that
2: old uh, that old F1 logo where the one was the negative yes. space between. Yeah. Yes. Like, I don't think anyone really. Well, I'm sure people realized it who were smarter than me, but I didn't realize it for several years of watching it. I don't think
1: that's a that's a good example of. Bad use of negative space, I think, because <laughs> yes. like you think that the big red, the red thing on the other side of the of the one is the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I thought anyway. The
2: negative space. Yeah, Lando Norris knows his marketing, but Formula One doesn't. That's
3: the moral of our story.
2: Yeah,
1: it's really good to talk about visuals on an audio format. Or, yeah, uh, it's You have
3: to describe it. The one anyway. thing Lando doesn't quite know is um facial hair, because I don't think that's going super great for him. But he knows branding. <laughs> Oscar Piastri picked 81 because it was his carding number. It's a
1: pretty good number. I like 81.
3: 81's interesting. It's, it's a little weird, but it's fine. Well,
1: it's a prime number. No, it's not. What am I saying? No. Nine, nine times nine. No, nine, nine what times am I nine is
3: 81.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to not, So it's not, it's prime not a number. prime number. I know. What am I trying to describe it as? It's a certain math thing.
3: But it has a square root.
1: It has a square root. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> Thank
0: you. <laughs>
3: Nolan started this episode by saying he didn't know anything about math. I actually used to know about math. I made the highest score on the AP calculus exam, and I took it three years early. I was a math genius, and now I don't remember what a prime number is, which shows (laughs) that you just get smarter as you get older.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Joe Guan Yu picked number 24 as an ode to the late NBA star Kobe Bryant. Okay, makes sense.
3: Okay, so I was thinking about this, and I think this is so interesting because when I think of American sports stars, I'm like, wait, do other people watch American sports? And then oh, I remember, yeah. oh, I have a podcast about Formula One, which is not yeah. an American sport. <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, sure. yes. I mean, the NBA is super popular. Um, because that's not I wouldn't say a purely American sport. You have athletes from all over the world. You have a lot yes. of uh athletes coming from Europe and Asia and stuff like that. Like it's a very, very popular sport around the world. It just happens to be that the NBA is based in America.
3: But even then again, like you don't have an American Formula One driver for many, many, many years and we still watch it. I just I forget that like Monday night football and things like that could happen somewhere else.
1: Well, it's because I mean, it's because <laughs> basketball is very good. Same with baseball. True. Same with the You're MLB. So right. Football, though, not a very good example, not Not a very globally popular sport. Anyway,
2: my golden boy, Lance Stroll, picked 18, not because it is the day of the month on which I was born, even though it is, uh, because he won a Formula Three and Formula Four championship with that number.
1: You got to keep a lucky number like that. Good for Mm -hmm. him. And finally, Alex Albon raced the 46 when he was younger. Not a great number, honestly, but <laughs> great. decided to cut it in half when he came to F1 and now races the 23, which is sick. Michael yes. Jordan.
2: Why do numbers have vibes? Yeah, why
3: do you know they I mean? have vibes? I think it's also our connotation of those numbers based on athletes we're familiar with. Like we mm-hmm. think of Michael Jordan. We think of Kobe Bryant. Everything else like that, like you look at the 18, you're like, oh, yeah, Peyton Manning, something like that. We have connotations because people have done things with those numbers, but also are some numbers objectively ugly? Like if Kobe Bryant, but if Kobe Bryant was the 46, would it be objectively ugly?
1: Yeah, because it's like it's just in that weird like midfield of like numbers, like a high number, like a 99. That's kind of sick. Pretty sick.
2: I believe uh, Adrian Suto picked the 99 when that was the option in F1 uh, because it was the highest number. That was literally why he did it. And he was also the heaviest driver. I I
3: love that. And wait to it. But I feel like there's a certain lightheartedness about how F1 drivers pick their numbers. So like you look at Alex Albon, he's like, yeah, cut it in half. Woo. Twenty three. And I think this is because the numbers are such a minor part of their identities. Like, you know, sometimes you'll have Lando Norris or George Russell who will make logos or hashtags or whatever with their numbers. But really, when you're watching the broadcast, all you see next to the driver's names are their team logos. Yeah. Very rarely do you see their numbers. And also, the numbers are so small in the car that if you don't know Mm -hmm. where to look, you might not notice them. They've actually gotten slightly more prominent. So back when F1 did the championship thing, like the constructor standings thing... The numbers were very dark and small and in this little like circle. So if you look up images of them, it's actually kind of hard to see what the numbers are. Mm -hmm. But now they're a little more prominent, but still not super prominent. They're also in a place where like a lot of the cars, if they're not a matte livery, they will reflect the lights above them. So you often just can't see the numbers anyway. It's not
1: like NASCAR when it's, it's a big old number on the side of the car.
3: And I feel like this lends to the lighthearted approach of like, eh, whatever, throw a number on there. You know, do, do y'all feel like that?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think it's because also like F1 is a it's a team sport, really. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not about the number, the individual like it is in NASCAR. It's about the team. So, yeah, kind of weird. It's just really dependent on the sport itself and the nature of it.
3: Well, so I was talking to uh, Justin Marks, who owns the NASCAR team track house racing the other day for that ESPN story, and I asked him. Because some drivers get sentimentally attached to their numbers, especially in a sport where they keep those numbers, but some don't. They don't care as much. Justin Marks, as a driver, did not care as much what his number was because he ran a bunch of different numbers. But now that he has this race team and he also has Project 91, which brings in drivers like Kimi Raikkonen, the numbers were very, very integral to the identity of the team. Because when you think about empires of numbers, think about Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, They're the 24 and the 23. Doesn't matter really what team they're on. That's what you associate them with. And if that number changes, it's very jarring and like weird. So in NASCAR, those teams keep the numbers and the teams build those empires. Right. So Justin Marks goes, what numbers do I want? And how can I brand them to be really integral and really impactful to this team? So he picked the one and the 99, the lowest and the highest numbers between Hmm. one and 100. And also 99 plus one equals a perfect 100. And then he branded Trackhouse, uh, Trackhouse's Project 91 as the 91 because it mixes the 99 and the one. He said there was a toss up between the 91 and the 19, but the 19 was already taken by another team. So... Branding of numbers is really big in some racing series. In other racing series, like Formula One, it's not as big. And you get that branding from the team liveries because you have two versions of, like, two of each team out there and they all look the same. I also think it's
2: really interesting when we think about American sports that, like, there is so much more emphasis on the empire of a team. When you Mm -hmm. think of, like, Team Penske has the same numbers in IndyCar and NASCAR. Um, Mm -hmm. So that like they they do that carryover, which I think I've always found that very fascinating. In F1, there's much less of that. Like, you know, the team exists within that sport, but that team doesn't necessarily leave the confines of F1, which is why what McLaren is doing is so interesting, kind of exciting, having a freaking multiverse Mm -hmm. through every form of racing it can possibly get. Mm -hmm. (laughs) With all of this talk about car numbers... I think we should pick our car numbers.
1: Oh, man.
2: Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, and the rules are pretty simple. If your number is already taken, you can say what you would like if it weren't already taken. And then you can pick one that would be up for grabs. You have to pick one up for grabs. This is your brand for the rest of
3: your
1: life. No oh, pressure. man.
3: I've got it. Alanis, what is yours? Okay. So childhood me would pick the 18 because she was a huge Kyle bush fan. But, 18's taken, and Modern Me, anyway, would probably pick the 95, because Mm. I would meme the hell out of Lightning McQueen and The Cars (laughs) Connection, and I would walk around in my Lightning McQueen Crocs, I would do the 95.
1: That's great.
2: I'm picking picking the 13, because I am also... I was a little goth kid when I was growing up, so Mm -hmm. 13, unlucky, obviously, I had to pick that one. Also, I really like Pastor Maldonado, and he... It's back in use now. No one else is going to pick it. Uh, And I think it's also like one of the the numbers in the top 20 that's like the least used in F1 history because they used to skip 13 and wouldn't give that to anyone. So I think Maldonado and there was one other guy in the 1963 Mm -hmm. Mexico Grand Prix that ran 13 and that was it.
3: I almost picked 13, but I decided to be nice because I knew Elizabeth was going to pick 13. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you know me. It was easy, Nolan. What is your number?
1: I'm choosing a number to honor one of the greatest. Oh no! Hockey players Ooh. of all time, Ooh. one of the greatest cinema athletes of all time, Guy Jermaine from the Mighty Ducks series. Number zero zero on the team. I'm rocking double zeros on my car. I love it's zero. I, is
2: double I zero don't legal? Care
1: if it's illegal. no, it's
2: illegal. That's okay. a number.
1: It's a digit.
2: It's one through 99. And you uh, can't even pick one.
1: <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I okay, shut so the that.
2: FIA rule book out right now and I will
3: litigate this.
2: I will okay. make an
1: appeal because a zero is a digit and <laughs> it's also a number. It's a number. It's a it's, it's a, not number. a number.
3: So Nolan has now gone to court with the FIA. And <laughs> for
1: the I'm starting off my season very strong.
3: <laughs> for the sake of this exercise, the FIA has okay. deemed no on the double zero okay. and Nolan okay. has been forced yeah, to pick get one
2: fun. through ninety
1: nine. So <laughs> I'm gonna choose in lieu of not being able to choose zero.
2: Gavin yeah, says you can. <laughs> well, you can't pick double zero. It's only one zero. Nolan, you can have one zero. I'll, right. I'll
1: concede. Liz's <laughs> <you. List> taking <laughs> this very seriously. <laughs> okay. Right. I choose zero, but also if I couldn't choose zero, I was going to choose eight because that's two zeros on top of each other.
3: Okay. Oh, that's cute. I like that's that. Cute. Yeah. That's cute. That's the Roman Grosjean number. Yeah. And he's he's been gone long enough so for you I'm to gonna have skirt the eight. that.
1: Okay, I'm taking huh? eight then. Eight's my kind of right. It's two zeros on top of each other.
0: And I will say that every
1: interview out. where I either crash out or my car <laughs> breaks down inevitably, I'm just going to be like, by the way, eight is two zeros. <laughs> it's
3: every- if you stretch it out,
1: it could
2: also
3: be infinity.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's oh, what I was, I was thinking thinking
1: The actually. infinity Whoa, logo. Whoa, dude. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. It's the <laughs> infinity logo. You got this, Nolan. Oh,
1: Let's, nice go, let's, let's go dude let's go i got litigated Ooh. into choosing the coolest number
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i got think- lawyered by liz. liz lawyered me into choosing a cool number thank you so much You're <laughs> you
3: think- welcome. i'm doing it for the benefit of you
2: i,
1: honestly. This, well, I appreciate it thank <laughs> do you, you think, so
3: think much? the fia would let him run a sideways eight so it could look like an infinity logo like well, legally no, we'd have to could get, get really
1: that? i'd have to hire like a really good designer to like for our uh, our, our eight million sticker we like turned the the S that everybody draws. We like mm-hmm. twisted it and made it into an eight.
3: Okay, that's funny. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. So easy I would do the S. same thing.
3: No, that would be so memeable if you just did the S as the eight. That's I would so just memeable. Get Andy
1: or or uh, Jesse to design my number. Um, oh, yeah, easy, yeah, that'd be sick. Okay, I anyway, would
3: literally just lift it from Lightning McQueen. Just <laughs> just lift it. Put the eyes on my car when it's sitting in the pits, like cover it. Oh, you got to do that. Cover it with the eyes. Like it would be, I would be an empire. I would be the American Lightning McQueen. We would meme.
1: meme is it is Lightning, does it take place in America?
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah, because they're on Route 66 and they're racing. Where did they race? Did they race at like the L.A.
2: Coliseum well, or Yeah, something? they come to the
1: Coliseum. But do they say it's in L.A.?
3: It has
2: to be American because of just the context of it. Radiator Springs, a fictional small Arizona town. Thank you, producer Gavin. Then they go international with the F1 cars, and that's why you get Fernando Alonso voicing the guys. And
1: Yeah, you know, I haven't watched cars in a while, and I now just sound like an idiot. Okay. You know what? Team As bonding usual.
2: exercise. Let's all watch all of the cars together.
3: Oh, I cry every single time <laughs> when... Um, I can't remember. Oh, Mater says, I know I made a good choice. And Lightning says, in what? And he says, my best friend. And I'm crying
0: again.
3: (laughs) I'm crying again. It's so cute.
1: (laughs) Let's finish things up. It's time for boyfriend of the week. I'll start off. Little twist here. This is my enemy of the week. Ooh, my enemy of the week. Who's your enemy? My cat. spoons (laughs) Spoons. <laughs> spoons mr Spoony, has
3: spoons.
1: Spoons. every morning now for the past two weeks at like four in the morning he comes over here to our bedroom we have the door open but he scratches on that door anyway meowing <laughs> he knows it makes a loud noise and he knows that we're trying to sleep and we're trying to figure out what's going on with him maybe he's hungry i don't know we're trying to we're trying to cater to his needs our other cat currently at my feet she eats a lot of she's fat we gotta figure that out. <laughs> Uh, I think she steals spoons' food, and then spoons gets mad and wakes. Okay, us up, but what's so. her
3: name, Nolan?
1: Her name is Cowgirl. Okay, um,
3: spoons and Cowgirl, like they're cute.
1: Yeah, she's so she's so sweet, but she does eat his food, and that that's why spoons is my enemy of the week for waking me up.
2: My boyfriend of the week is now spoons <laughs> for,
1: for keeping me up. Name. He did it this morning. <laughs> He's being a jerk.
3: <laughs> spoons wins. Okay, I have a very in depth and very convoluted and complex boyfriend of the week. So I was on TikTok and there was this video and it was a compilation from the husband calling contest. Don't know where the husband calling contest happened. It looks like, I think like a big old tent with a microphone in it at some kind of fair. And all these women went up to the microphone and they were like varying ages, right? Like there were younger women and then there was like a woman who was probably in her 80s or 90s. And they go up there and do the most intimidating, terrifying husband call you can think of. And it's like, husband, come on, we're going home. And some of them are like, Greg, get over here. Intense. I I would go over there, right? Like I would be terrified, right? And there's a winner of the husband calling contest. And do you know what the husband calling contest was presented by? Hmm. How would this relate back to Formula One and a previous Boyfriend of the Week?
1: Oh, uh, shoot.
3: I was going to say Qatar Airways. No. <laughs> the husband calling content. No. It was No, no, but that was a good one. One of our mm. favorite sponsors here at DRS, Mint Mobile. Oh, Ryan huh. Reynolds' Mint Mobile money, which was recently invested into Formula One. Do you know what the winner of the husband calling contest, what they received on their large check? How much money did they get? I don't know. $69. No, no. $15 on the Mint Mobile large husband calling contest (laughs) check. And I think that's beautiful. It was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. That's so funny.
1: I love it. I love it.
2: Thank you for listening to the Donut Racing Show. We will be back next
3: week to talk about the Singapore Grand Prix. Ooh. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe and tell all of your friends to listen to the Donut Racing Show. And if you want to leave us a five-star and kindly worded review, it really helps us out. We also have an email address, Show at DonutMedia.com, and you can get in touch. Here is one we got recently. Dear DRS team, I need your help. I despise Red Bull. Their F1 team environment is toxic. Their senior leaders are smarmy and arrogant. They let down two great Australian drivers. They have treated every they have treated other young drivers appallingly. And their current main driver is deeply unlikable. While the less said about his father, the better. And energy drinks are disgusting. However, as a Ford fan, I must find a way to invest emotionally with the team by 2026. I've got two and a half years. Is there any advice you can offer me to help turn my ambivalence into adoration? Many mm. thanks. Roars. P.S. Thanks for the content. Love the podcast. Alanis and Liz love the book. Can't wait for the next one. No pressure. Thank you so much for reading the book. That is so sweet. Um, you know, my. Do you know what Ford stands for? What does Ford stand for, Elizabeth? Fix it
2: again, Tony. <laughs> does no one get my King of the Hill
3: joke? I did this on Twitter the one time and I got in trouble because everyone thought I was stupid. <laughs> okay, no, there's a there's a tweet that I shared recently. I think you did too, Elizabeth, where someone tweeted the worst the worst thing plaguing comedy right now is that people would rather think a woman is stupid than funny. And that's exactly it. There are so many good jokes I can't tweet because people would think I was stupid rather than funny. Anyway, it's funny. My advice is you can
2: support Ford and have nothing to do with Red Bull. Just just don't buy anything Red Bull related. Don't even acknowledge Red Bull. Do it as a good bit, a
3: recurring bit. Like you got this. Just commit to that. Okay, well that's coming from a Max Verstappen hater. Um Nolan, Listen. do you Do you have any advice, Nolan, before I get into my advice?
1: I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately. The concept of or, you know, the act of of not liking people, people that you don't (laughs) even know. Um, But you know what? They might be smarmy. They might be there might be things that are easily unlikable about them, but they might be in Monaco jail. We have to remember that Formula One is entertainment and these people are. I think they, they they know what they're doing, especially Christian Horner. He knows what he's doing. I think they like playing the villain a little bit, especially when they can back it up. And if you think about it kind of like professional wrestling or many other, you know, other popular forms of entertainment, like it's not real. It's racing. The racing is real, but everything else is all marketing <clears throat> and posturing. And if that 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 helps me sleep at night. So I think that's my <laughs> advice to you as well, is that it's just it's all entertainment. It's Nolan entertainment. was
3: like this doesn't help me be happy. This helps me sleep at night. That that's great. That One what could we're say going that for. those
1: are two in the same things, which is why spoons is still my enemy. He's help, he's not letting me sleep at night.
3: Well, that's so true. Um, my advice is. Do some Max Verstappen hunting. Go find some Max Verstappen content. Go watch some YouTube videos. Go watch this apparently horrifying documentary that we all have on our list that talks about his childhood. Gather an appreciation for the subtle comedy of Max Verstappen. Get his dry humor, his jokes. You know, maybe there's some stuff that we don't really like that much about Max Verstappen. But where does that come from? Probably his dad. (laughs) Probably his dad. Um, You can learn to like a lot of people if you just learn more about them because people are not your assumption of them. People are much deeper than that and they have a lot more going on than that. So even if your initial impression is, I don't really like this person. I don't like how they act. I don't like some of the things they've done. They're more than that. And if you search for the more part of them, you'll find that there are some likable things about everybody because people are complicated and generally people are kind of likable.
1: Yes. Great stuff. You
3: can just dislike them as a bit. That's my advice. Exactly.
1: <laughs> you can dislike me on all social media at Nolan J. Sykes. <laughs> Follow Alanis at King on Twitter and Instagram. She also has a YouTube channel. Watch Alanis me with Max King. for staff. That's right. Follow Liz at eliz underscore Blackstock on Twitter or elizablackstock on Instagram. Follow DRS on Twitter at Donut Racing Show and email us at Show at DonutMedia.com. Thank you so much for listening this week. Tell a friend about the show and we'll see you next time.
3: Bye.